along with personal liability protection, record keeping requirements, and how you plan to finance your operation. One of the main factors to consider when choosing an entity structure for your business is deciding how you want your company taxed. Your choice of entity will not only determine the rate at which your business is taxed, as well as how and when you're required to file your taxes, but it can also impact a variety of other factors affecting both you and your company. Hi everyone, my name is Rebecca Easton and I am your host of this podcast, Family Wealth and Other Musings. I thank you so much for tuning back in. Today is Work at Wednesday, so again, we're talking to you business owners out there and bringing you the first in a series discussing your choice of business entity and how that affects your tax obligations. So some of the factors um, that affect both you and your company include how you pay yourself, your risk of being audited by the IRS, the the type of tax deductions and tax credits that are available to your company, and the types of strategies you can use to reduce your tax bill. With that said, each entity comes with its own rules and requirements governing its tax obligations. And moreover, depending on your company's size, location, the number of owners and employees, and its revenue, certain entities won't be practical from a tax saving savings standpoint. Given this, when it comes to paying taxes, there's no single entity that works best for every business. So on that note, I wanted to provide a brief overview of the tax obligations for each type of business entity, along with some of the advantages and disadvantages inherent in each structure. And while this episode can serve as a good starting point for helping you understand an entity's tax benefits, you always want to consult with a qualified attorney, either a personal family lawyer or someone with business expertise like a um, family business lawyer and get their advice before making that final decision. Because this isn't legal advice specifically for you. This is meant to be um, generally educational to help get you thinking about um, the conversations that you need to have. So let's talk first about sole proprietorships. As a sole proprietor, you and your business are legally one and the same from the IRS's perspective. This means that all of your business assets and liabilities are reported on your personal 1040 tax return. You report your business income and expenses on Schedule C, which then becomes a line item on your 1040. From a tax standpoint, the primary advantage of a sole proprietorship is that it's simple. You don't pay any separate taxes for your business, and you report all of your business income and losses on your personal tax return. It's typically inexpensive or no cost at all to set up a sole proprietorship, and your legal expenses are usually very limited to obtaining the needed business licenses or permits, along with the necessary insurance. However, as a sole proprietor, outside of normal deductions for your business expenses, you're going to be taxed on all of your revenue, regardless of whether or not you actually withdrew the money from your bank account or took a paycheck. Additionally, The audit risk for sole proprietorships is three times more likely than that for a limited liability company or a corporation, according to the IRS. You're also required to pay your own self-employment taxes on a quarterly basis. These are contributions to Social Security and Medicare that regular employees have usually have taken out of their paycheck. These are often called payroll taxes. 
Next up with partnerships. A partnership is basically a sole proprietorship with more than one owner. The partners typically share equal responsibility for the business's assets and liabilities. And like a sole proprietorship, a partnership is not a separate entity from its owners from a tax perspective. The partnership reports its income, deductions, losses, and gains to the IRS by filing a Form 1065. However, all of the company's profit and losses are passed through to the individual partners who report this information on their individual tax returns via Schedule K-1, and they pay taxes based on their individual tax rates. Partnerships are generally inexpensive and simple to set up, although because they have more than one owner, they can be a little bit more complex to set up than a sole proprietorship for the simple fact that each partner must agree on all decisions affecting the business. Like sole proprietors, owners of a partnership are required to pay self-employment taxes and submit quarterly estimated tax payments. Next up are limited liability companies. As a limited liability company or an LLC, you have flexibility in choosing how you'll be taxed, and your choices are based on how many owners, known as members, your LLC has. And unless you choose to be taxed as a corporation, single-member LLCs are automatically taxed as a sole proprietorship, while multi-member LLCs are taxed as partnerships. And in either case, your company doesn't pay any taxes directly. Instead, your share of the net business income is passed through to you and reported and taxed on your personal tax return. And you'll pay taxes based on your personal tax rate, as I've already described. Alternatively, you can elect for your LLC to be taxed as an S corporation. And in this case, you file a tax return on behalf of the corporation, reporting all income and expenses on that return. But the entity itself does not pay taxes. Instead, the business will issue you a K-1, indicating the net profit or loss, which is then taxed as ordinary income on your personal tax return. The main advantage of choosing to have your LLC taxed as an S-corporation is that you only pay payroll taxes on your actual payroll, not on your profit distributions from the company. Whereas if your tax is a sole proprietorship or a partnership, all of your profits are considered payroll and subject to payroll taxes up to the payroll tax limits. Additionally, as I've mentioned, the audit risk for an S-corporation is typically less than it is for companies taxed as sole proprietorships, where income and expenses are reported on your personal Schedule C. If your LLC is taxed as an S-corporation, you pay income taxes on your profit distributions, but you save roughly 15% in payroll taxes on distributions taken as profits rather than payroll, since you don't, don't pay payroll taxes on income taken as profit distributions. In contrast, when you're using an LLC taxed as a partnership or sole proprietorship, you will pay payroll taxes on all distributions to you from the LLC up to the payroll tax limits. And as I've discussed, your risk of audit by the IRS will be higher as well. And with that said, for an S-Corp election to make sense, you want to have at least $60,000 or so of net income per year. And if you're close to that amount and have not yet filed an S-Corp election, consult with a personal family lawyer or family business lawyer near you so you can get supported to do that. So 
Next week, I'm going to tune back in for part two of this series, where I'm going to cover the tax obligations for the remaining two entity structures, S-corporations and C-corporations. And I'm going to discuss the benefits and drawbacks related to each one. And until then, again, if you need any sort of guidance or any of this has made you think that you need to talk with someone, reach out to an attorney near you. I highly recommend personal family lawyers like me on, you can find one near you at personalfamilylawyer.com or a family business lawyer, um, which is a personal family lawyer with uh, special business, uh, additional business training. And you can find one near you at familybusinesslawyer.co. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today, guys. I'm getting caught up. If you have been listening for uh, for a while with me, you may have noticed that I I dropped off for a little bit. I got sick, lost my voice. Um, I finally now feel like I can talk for any amount of time without um, a fit of coughing. So I'm glad to be back. Uh, I've definitely missed you all. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting these all these episodes posted. So... Um, this year in the middle of November is going to be a little bit scattered with how things um, are getting posted as I'm getting back caught up. But uh, I hope you are still enjoying the content as it's coming to you. Um, I'm still having a lot of fun bringing it to you. So thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Becky Easton, and this has been Family Wealth and Other Musings, and I will talk to you again soon. Have a great day.